I have a message for the universe at large and I must share it because okay. it's, it's been on my mind and on my heart and listen, I'm ready. I, have, I have been a middle-class working girl for a while now. And mm-hmm. I gotta say, I've learned a lot, valuable okay. learning, valuable learning experience. Okay. That being said, I, I'm ready, I think, for the universe to make me wealthy. And it's coming at a time where I've thought a lot about it, lots of reflection. And I think I'm just ready, you know? Memo to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you feel like you're, you're woke enough, you're, you're self-aware enough, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, I've actually karmically graduated to the next level of success. So I can send you my bank details. I feel like you're the universe. You already know them. You can just drop it in at any point. Yes. I, okay. I just, you know, and it's not a decision I'm taking lightly. It's not something that I'm just diving into. I just, I feel as though I have prepared myself for this moment and wow. I'm, I'm ready. So I'm very excited for this next step in my journey. I'm super excited to see what the universe is going to bring me and what that door has behind it. So here we are. I am so excited for that. I would actually like to just commemorate this because I think there's something that you need to know. Okay. Or hear, really. Okay. So I feel like if you're going to graduate... Let's graduate. Emma Brene Cassidy, possessor of immense wealth. Wow. I. Hi, Mom. You. You. Stop it. Stop looking at my skirt. (laughs) Guys. Please, please, no paparazzi. Oh, why did you stop taking photos? <laughs> Ma'am, you called us and you physically paid us to be here. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they follow me All right. everywhere. <laughs> they follow me everywhere. <laughs> so here we are. We're actually getting into the episode so quickly. And people are going to be like, oh, finally. But <laughs> it's because we have a lot of ground to cover. Large swathes of territory. And I also resent that. So screw you guys for not wanting to hear my diatribe because they're important at all times. Fine. But the rants will be back. Don't worry. We'll just quickly intro that this is in fact the transcontinental tea. And I I am Emma. I am Hannah. And we are going to time travel. (laughs) Like we said previously, you don't need to have a DeLorean to be able to do this. No. It's it's all inside absolute fallacy you do not need it all you have to do is go and think about the place that you want to be and you're there Mm -hmm. you're there boom it's kind of like rewinding old school vhs tapes you know there's like sometimes you have to wait a little longer and other times you don't really know where you're going to end up when you pop that tape in so yeah wow that being said because we have so much to do we're going to just hop right into our tea of the week and i believe i heard luke (laughs) 
welcome to the podcast. You guys have finally, he's real. We were sure if you guys have believed us or not, but Luke is real. <laughs> and you fully just walked out of the room. We can hear you. <laughs> Luke, say hi, say hi to the people, Luke. Yeah, Luke, actually, can you say hi? Hello. Ta-da. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make him up, you know, Gerard's real. <laughs> so, but. We're just going for secret now. This is actually. Body so this is just a very emotional time in our house. <laughs> yeah, Luke hasn't quite right. figured out how to use the toilet yet. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> learning where he can and can't go to the bathroom it's a day at a time process no so our puppy is amazing her name is ruby and she's great but she's also apparently going for very tactical potty breaks in the house um which is both rude and churlish i will say quite um but i think the real thing is she doesn't do it when i'm watching her so you can draw your own conclusions about Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. luke's doing (laughs) well like father like daughter so (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Luke, you can't just pee there. Luke, you can't just pee in the kitchen. <laughs> Sir, I assume he can't hear you if you're saying that. Oh, no, he can. <laughs> Luke, we believe in you. The whole team is supporting your potty training journey. So, yeah, keep, I'll keep you posted. Um, we're still using the like the little like smiley potty that you put down and you're like, uh, all right. Are you ready? <laughs> So talking about puppy potty training, we were not going to talk about chit chat, but I will just say, I think it's not spoken about enough to like normalize people putting diapers on their dogs. Honestly. Like what's wrong with a nappy on my dog so that I protect the home and potty train the dog? Like, oh, I don't like this thing on my butt. Pee outside, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, normalize it, babies, so... normalize it. <laughs> 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 yeah i mean it's okay on people so uh we are the transcontinental tea we're usually just as scattered as this <laughs> we are going to be talking about an episode that we did in the past this time and we're going to be reacting to it oh my goodness and we're going to be talking about what has changed and before we do that we should probably do our tea of the week quite Okay. So tea. I have some. I have some. And it's in this tiny metaphorical cup that's in front of you. As and mine mine is that on Friday, this coming Friday, July 2nd. I will be transformed. And that means that this will cease to exist. And by this, I mean the atrocious, the, I knew it was coming. I was like, I'm just going to wait. Once I get on a roll, you have to just dive in and stop her because it will not stop. You have to be like, okay. <laughs> Once I get on a roll, you have to just follow me through the fire. Here we go. I am the one. <laughs> We have walked on the hot coals and we have arrived on the other side. So here we are. And that's actually an apt metaphor because I'm going red. My hair is going to be red. Yay! So, and it will also be 20 inches longer. The hair extensions have arrived. Yes. They have been grass-fed. They are <laughs> absolutely ready for mm-hmm. implantation. They were weaned from their mother. <laughs> they were weaned from their mother. And I am their new mother and they will love me whether they look it or not. So. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I am very excited because I have been waiting for this moment for a long time. Yeah, she's been hatting it up for a, hot a long minute. time. So I got my hair touched up. The last time I did it was probably uh, technically I got it done pink back in like yeah. March. But before that, the last time I had my roots touched up was December. Wow. And I have not, other than that pink, which was back in March, like I said, I haven't done anything with my hair other than I trim my bangs. So um this has been it's mostly because I've had to allocate my funds elsewhere and I really didn't time it well because I'm also moving in the same month that I'm getting my hair done but it's fine it's fine it's fine so but I've already paid the deposit so I kind of have to so there you go I don't have a choice in the matter so I am much excited I'm probably gonna keep the bang I considered going curtain but I think the front bang and I are just like we're still vibing we're we're besties I think that it makes me look younger and yeah. I, uh, I get mistaken for 25 a lot and I like that. So thank you so much. I would also say a curtain bang would also be fire on you. Like, I think you could definitely rock a curtain bang. You have enough of like the weird Gen Z millennial blend of styles where it would look really good. Zillennial. It me, not by age, but by fashion choice. By identification. <laughs> and you might be able to hear it, but my neighbors have awoken. <laughs> they're here. Fee, five, oh, <laughs> Literally, they're like, oh, you're recording? <laughs> okay. You might also be able to hear, this is like, we're only going to share a wall for another month and a half. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Jesus, fix it. So my neighbors have th- three to five, possibly eight. I haven't counted them. <laughs> children mm, and one of them is like screeching like a banshee right now <laughs> like um <laughs> i consider that to be so rude when babies cry because you have no problems i should be crying so <laughs> i have real problems <laughs> <laughs> it's me with the problems you what you, your juice was cherry instead of grape oh, oh. <laughs> your mushed peas were under mush then <laughs> how about bills huh how about those <laughs> what about rent you know hmm? her do you? You don't because you don't have a job because that's illegal. So, okay. So anyway. let's get into your tea. <laughs> that was my tea that I'm getting my hair done. <laughs> I have nothing going on right now. I I went to the beach on Friday. I got really sunburnt. Um, wanted to hey, match her new hair, so she wanted to have red skin, like, oh. red hair. <laughs> so my thing is, I don't get outside much. So every Same. time I do go outside, I'm like, I want to get my skin's worth out of this so I absolutely want to go off and burn myself so I truly because I'm not going to go tanning in a tanning bed no. like no. I won't do that that's bad for Melanoma. your skin rather I'll just lay out for five hours yeah there you go Logic. that's called safe sun so anyway now that my pathetic life has been revealed I mean, I'm sitting here like, wow, that was your tea. And my tea of the week is that our puppy daughter is puppy training. <laughs> and <laughs> she's doing great. She She's actually really fun. Like, she's super cuddly. And I don't think too much else has happened, but I will tell a sub tea. Okay. A subscript tea because it's mostly just a rant. So I don't really know if it's like a tea of the week, but it's a rant. It's a P.S.I.T. So, you. P.S. I tee you. And this is how it goes. This is the story all about how. I was at a friend's barbecue uh, Mm -hmm. on the other day, like almost the end of the weekend. And it was kind of an impromptu thing. So it was more Mm -hmm. like, hey, um, 
we're just gonna have some a couple of our friends over cook some meat and like eat and hang out like nothing super organized or serious i love that the meat was eaten because otherwise that's just a waste yeah then it's just cruel <laughs> so <laughs> any hoozle. so we got there and my husband's friend mm-hmm. i call him that because my husband you don't, you don't do like you, him <laughs> no i like him fine I don't understand why my husband's friends with him because my husband doesn't like him. I see. So I don't know what guy, this is a sub rant. <laughs> this is a whole tree of rants that okay. you're just going branch by branch through. <laughs> I don't understand why men are friends with guys who they don't like. Women like, do this too, a lot. That's true. But I think guys are more blatant about it because mm-hmm. genuinely like he doesn't like this guy and this guy doesn't like him, but because they have mutual friends, they're like friends. So they hang out all the time, but they don't like each other individually. And I'm like, why are you friends with them? Like, if I didn't like a girl in the same way, I would not hang out with them. I'd be like, oh, is she coming to your house? I would, I would love to spend time with you separately. Thanks so much. All the best. Peace and blessings. Anyway, so his girlfriend was there and I- Lou's girlfriend was there? <laughs> no, Luke would be deceased. So the guy that my husband is mm-hmm. not friends his with, girlfriend friends with his girlfriend was there. Mm-hmm. Now she's a dramatic person. Relatable. Like, you know, have you ever watched like a professional football game? Soccer, not like American football. Uh, yes. Do you know when they fall and they're like, yes. Ah! David and I were like, we were watching the um it's very dramatic. We were watching Germany. Who did they play? Um, Portugal. And some of the, it was so funny. I it's love watching so that. Like, but like, what? that's her. That is her. So anytime that anything goes wrong in her life, she's like, I am dying. And so it's a little hard to believe her when she is actually ill or when mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. She walked into the house, sneezing, coughing, and sniffling. And I went from zero to absolutely heated in about 48 seconds and I was just looking down because I was seething I was like if I look at you I'm going to lose my mind on you so if she were in front of me now this is exactly what I said to Luke when we got in the car and left I would have lost my mind on her thusly Mm -hmm. were you asleep through 2020 did you fall asleep you have had coronavirus I have absolutely no idea what would motivate you to go to someone's house who has children and potentially expose six other people to your plague as you cough and sneeze and she proceeded to tell me she's like oh it's just hay fever like it's just my allergies and so initially I calmed down but then I was like wait a minute Allergies do not get you to like cough and sneeze and hawk phlegm like that. Like you are actually ill. And I'm like, what kind of brain dead, selfish, rude person goes through the pandemic and then takes your illness into someone's house? Especially how how stringent the UK has been. It's just so selfish. Like she has physically had coronavirus. She knows what this entails. And I'm like, at what point... Would you then say, you know what? I feel ill. I should go to the flipping barbecue. Stay home, Typhoid Mary. Why don't you take a moment of self-reflection and go, hey, I feel ill. Should I A, 
do what I want to do and potentially expose these other people to becoming ill, potentially with coronavirus, because I don't know what I have. I haven't been tested. I haven't taken any precautions. Or did I go with A or one? B or two, whichever one I was on. The two. <laughs> B two, like in bingo, because we're elderly. Monday nights, we play bingo, join us. <laughs> B two, when you stay at home, wait, one was stay at home. I'm losing track because I was angry. Point being, would I stay at home, not risk people's health, mm-hmm. and just miss out for one evening? Mm-hmm. It was like four hours. You know, I understand that people have FOMO, but I think it's so stupid and selfish. And I was just getting so angry listening to her cough and sniffle. Cause I'm like, this has been an hour that you've been coughing and sniffling and coughing and sniffling. Like, does it not cross through your mind at all to go, Hey, I feel ill. I should probably leave or not go at all. What? I mean, <sighs> so that's concludeth you, if you ever listen to this. Um, we all hate you. So <laughs> I don't hate her. I just wish that she wasn't. And I mean, and maybe it's her age. She's younger, but like, I just would like to believe that younger people are still capable of not being totally selfish. Like mm. I have selfish moments. Everybody has selfish moments, but it's like, there have to be at least a couple of times in your life where you evaluate these circumstances and you go, I'm probably not doing the great thing here. I'm probably exposing people to harm. Mm-hmm. I should think about other people just like a teeny percent more than myself for one day. Toughy, I gotta tell you. <laughs> yeah, and I can't relate. <laughs> like you lost um, me. <laughs> you guys, you should you should all totally do that. I'm not going to, but you should. But you should. <laughs> there was this thing that says, normalize leaving after the first red flag. I won't, but you guys totally should. <laughs> Yeah, I was personally victimized, victimized by that. By <laughs> so in conclusion, mm-hmm. let's get into the fun part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Part of the show where we time travel back and react to our metrically most popular episode. True? That's true. You guys have really seemed to like this. Um, I, I don't say... I wouldn't say I'm surprised because like all of our episodes are gold. Let's be real about it. But <laughs> I think the title really grabbed people's attention. So we're going to be reviewing the episode that is titled Stop. Don't touch me there. This is my no-no square. The title that shook a generation. <laughs> Which, if you listened, was about boundaries and how they are just violently violated in most cases. <laughs> So let's listen and okay. we will keep you posted. We'll chat it, well, we'll chat it out. Very strange. I haven't never done this. So. Oh my gosh. We have to do Wendy and then our intro music. Whoa. Oh, weird. Okay. This is like mm, audioception. So sorry guys. But like, you know what you signed up for. Ba-da-da-da! The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mm, very delicious. Okay, so I've talked about Gen Z a lot. You have. Usually with a negative connotation. Yeah, almost always. Almost always. <laughs> yeah. But 
I'm somewhat of a hypocrite. I'm going to tell you why. So, <laughs> so here's why, because I, I mentioned to Hannah earlier before we started recording that I had a school fair event in which the veterans club that I'm president of had a booth. So I had to go mm-hmm. and we represented, you know, we gave stuff out, pamphlets, et cetera, et cetera. And it's mostly, it's all young college students. So all, all of them are Gen Z. None of single one of them was above the age of 20. So mm-hmm. um, not only did I feel ancient, but I was like, this is what the college experience was like, huh? Okay. I don't really feel like I missed out on that much, but all right. Hmm. But I will say that one of them complimented me and I rode that high the rest of the day because when Gen Z compliments you, it's like when a kid says something nice about you, they mean it. Okay. I am probably going to have to like, one, I think we're fascinating. So I love to listen to us, but I definitely have to like jump around a lot because this episode is apparently almost two hours long. Yeah, which makes sense why everybody likes it because I love a long podcast. Like really? I know that we're we're attempting to keep it shorter and shorter, but honestly, I just thrive on like a long episode. I always get upset when podcasts end. So I will say though that in terms of what has changed, nothing. Every time someone compliments Emma, she thrives on it. Thank like <laughs> you so much. I'm okay. So I mean, I know, but thank you. <laughs> a guy was like, "You're like really pretty," and I was like, "Thank you. I know that." <laughs> and makes them aware. I thought that was a really nice response personally, but anyway, I'm going to have to do a lot of editing on this because I'm going to have to like jump around and things like that. So I'm just going to play at random bits and we will yep. decide where we want to stop. Great. Also, this makes me like, what the heck is going on in our brains? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because we're like, what are we saying? <laughs> okay. Continue. And then you oh, stuff that mask with no. like paper to make it like bulbous that's what it looked like and it was, it was baby face that was baby face that we were talking baby about. head oh baby head gate uh, <laughs> okay sometimes going back to the past has negative consequences and that's one sometimes of it affects your mental health so. i will say <laughs> all right we're just gonna keep going until we find the actual start of this episode i'm just gonna skip to what, what do we usually start i'll say 44 like minutes. 45 yeah okay <laughs> All right, moving on. My T is also. I just have to point out that. We just need to reflect on the fact that we're 48 minutes into this and we're talking about T of the week. <laughs> like, I think our chat is, that day was at least 20 minutes long. There so. is such a thing as self editing, but we haven't met her yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't heard you guys complain. Yeah, the nice thing is nobody's told us that they don't love it. So we're thinking from this that that's what you want. (laughs) So thank you so much for your silence. Appreciate that. Thank you for giving us your unspoken permission to to talk for like 48 minutes before we start the episode. (laughs) I hope that people can tell what is the episode that we're reviewing and which one is like the episode that we're doing right now. I hope they can't. I hope it's so seamless that they're like, where am I? What year is it? (laughs) So, all right. Continuing drink water blend up a, sin- a spinach smoothie call it a day sounds like good life advice. And the physicians have agreed with me so i am now a physician so I, dr I emma <laughs> so i, I think we should know. use this graceful transition <laughs> to get into bees i forgot oh, what you were doing bees <laughs> oh that's one thing that's changed let's talk about that for a minute okay so sans emma's bees how's your life like do you feel like it's improved without having the app 
activity or do you feel I, like I missed the fodder? <laughs> um, I, so the fodder was always, I, I missed the entertainment factor, I guess, but my life has just improved exponentially since like I'm, yeah. I just, there's this absence of, I don't know what I would call it anxiety, but definitely a, um, without it, I just feel more at peace. I guess that's how I, yeah, I would describe 100%. it. Like, you know, there's not the stress of like hurting someone or getting hurt or worrying about like, am I going to slip back to objective objectification land? Am I going to be able to yeah. like stick to my boundaries? And I just, I've had to have like a come to Jesus moment with myself multiple times about not really getting back on the ass, but just like certain behaviors that I really had to address and things I've done in the past that I was like, maybe I should revisit that. But then I'm like, no, like deep down, like there were things I did and I remember how they made me feel. And no matter what the result of that would be, I'm not interested in experiencing that emotion again. So are you talking like an OnlyFans resurgence? That and just like certain people that have been in my sure. life before. So it's kind of been like a mix. So um, yeah, so I've, I really just had to reevaluate and just kind of like, I, it was hard to get off my phone at first. It was really habitually picking it up and being like, it, that's just yeah. like what I was used to and like scrolling to where the app would be on my phone. And now I'm just like, okay, now what do I do instead? So um, have I instead started my thesis? No, should I? Probably, but it's yeah, fine. Probably. <laughs> I probably should do that. I am going to do it this week. I have a paper to write today at some point. So sure. I have a lot. Um, it's great. This is my last week of classes, etc. So Anyway, that's how life has been since I did have a date recently with a guy that I had met on the app months ago, mm-hmm. who texted me and asked me to like, we hung out this past weekend. And I didn't know that he was drunk when he texted me because he is not the kind of person that you would be able to tell. That yeah, he's using proper grammar. He's not like, yeah. and so when I did meet up with him, you know, um, just at a local place to me anyway, a bar that I like, he was wasted out of his mind and wow. what, what the thing was he had like waited so long to text me. people get busy you know like you didn't owe me anything I'm not mad at you but like you just abruptly come back into my life and it's kind of weird you know and I made a joke like well I guess I'll talk to you in October <laughs> you know yeah and I did hear from him after but I haven't really I, I think that he proved me right I think is really all I'll say so yeah but that's okay because I went in with no expectations beyond like I'm pretty sure I know how this is gonna go and I'm comfortable with that so that's okay with me did you tell me that he wanted to like he was thinking that this was like gonna be a booty call or something they always yeah and like I told him like I mean I know that you thought you were coming out here because you thought it was gonna go a certain way but like it's not I'm just letting you know now like it's not going that way you're not coming back to my apartment I'm not going back to yours it's not happening and he was like I didn't think that and I was like liar it's, I mean, clearly you did. <laughs> it's 10 p.m. on a Saturday and you're out with your friends. Like, yeah, you did think that. And it's fine. Like, it's fine that you thought that. I'm just letting you know the reality of the situation. So It's not going to be me. It's not me. And that's, you know, and we still hung out and it was fine. We had like a good time. But my thing is, if you're not also drunk, hanging out with drunk people is like kind of it's tiring. It's honestly <laughs> terrible. Like, I'm usually the sober friend just because I have a family history of alcoholism. So I just try really hard not to overindulge so I I go intentionally to like oh I'll get a water at a bar because I never want to feel pressured to drink and Mm -hmm. honestly one of the things that I noticed the most is when people start to get drunk I'm like I just need to leave the situation because it just it goes into the place where you need to become party mom or you need to leave Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so like I said it was it was fun like we had a good time but 
I mean, I just, I'm generally not trying to date anyway. Like, I feel like I've been doing pretty good. Like I've had people hit me up and like really try. And I'm just like, you know, like, because I've had experience with you before in general, like at this point it's just because I wasn't doing anything. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll hang out with you. Um, And it was fine. But the way forward for me for the most part and I feel like I've really stuck to this so far is just like I don't expect anything from you I'm not trying to be involved with you I'm just gonna do my thing and whether or not I choose to entertain your presence in my life is up to me so yeah anyway sans bees I just feel better you know because it it really just takes a toll on you after a while so yeah I skipped ahead so let's see where we're at <laughs> no, no. So, like, if you really embrace the aspects of being a woman and you use that to be funny, yeah. that's that's where I want to go. So, yeah, that's you know, comedic comedians. gold. That's funny. So, because we are funnier than men, we can't help it. We've been through so much more trauma, and it has made us funny. So, deal with it. It's your fault. So, anyway, superiority is a burden and a privilege. <laughs> this particular person will come back around in our um sip portion. Right. So I will end it there. But. Now it is time for Sherlock to enter the chat because the game is afoot. We have arrived. We have arrived finally. Yes. And this portion of the episode is actually sponsored by Swatch, where it doesn't matter how much time goes by because you'll look so cute in your Swatch. Swatch. <laughs> Spelled W S Swatch. Swiss watch. Swatch. Swiss watch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I backward those letters. I am dyslexic today, apparently, but it's Swiss watch. W-S. Wasatch. <laughs> yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. let's see what Emma and Hannah have to say about boundaries. Ooh. Going to talk about what our quiz is. Okay. So our quiz is... Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, this is my main reflection for the day. Emma and Hannah, <laughs> talk more about your actual topics. Uh, or don't. Or just stop creating topics and just oh. admit that you're just talking. <laughs> like, Hannah, I know it was an idea. <laughs> maybe we just need to go full stream of consciousness, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely stop planning a topic like a sip. And just talk constantly well, for point, an hour. I mean, this is with a structure. This is how long this episode was. And without it, yeah, I we fear, planned things. I fear. We planned things. And I edited this episode a lot. Yeah, I remember so, you telling me about it. Um, I would say sorry, but I'm not. So I'm Let's see if we're still mid quiz. You should, because it's absolutely <laughs> You're the smartest person ever, and that's a fact. I bet you that's the whole answer, no matter how many. I bet. One, you did so great. <laughs> we did score better than 67% of all other quiz takers, or so saith the website. I'm surprised okay. that that number isn't higher. There was <laughs> math in this quiz. I remember that. Yeah, it was an intense quiz. It was, it was an intense time. Toughy. <laughs> Okay, so basically my ego can live on even if I'm bad at math in yeah. the short yeah. term. We're so, so small. So small. Oh, okay. Thus concludeth our quizeth. Mm, <laughs> we did it if. Well, so. just don't ask me. I can tip, and that's about all of the math that I require of myself. Oh, so. Even that, I'm like. <laughs> Dollar for every five, baby. That's the easiest way to do it. Luckily, we don't have to tip over here. That's true. So. Still true. All right, well. 
Now that we have proven our intelligence prowess. Intelligentsia. <laughs> intelligence prowess. Our propensity for prowess towards. Our paucity of <laughs> our intelligence. Press, <laughs> our press. <laughs> <laughs> our photosynthesis. We are prepared to move into Le Sip on Le This. I think you should open this because I will say, guys, this conversation on boundaries was not even my recommendation slash demand. It was Emma's after some self-reflection. So I think Mm -hmm. you should open the floor. Now, my reasons for Mm -hmm. this conversation are because my boundaries are continuously violated all of the time. There's never a day where my boundaries are not scoffed upon, laughed at, etc., so their words <laughs> <laughs> this rant was about a guy who i'd met on bumble who asked me for my phone number instead of my snapchats i was like oh impressive and then he ruined everything by making it almost immediately sexual so let's reflect okay. so, how many guys have you had that have immediately turned a conversation sexual since this conversation since oh wow when was this april um i uh, if i had to count i would say at least seven okay and what are some of the markers like looking back with hindsight with was there anything about their profile or about the way that they conducted themselves in the initial message or two that were like hey i should have been aware like hey this was a pre-red flag it was a, an orange you know um no bio at all is the biggest red flag on these apps Mm. because that means that they don't feel that they need to put effort in which means they're probably only there for a specific reason uh in terms of how they speak to me it's i mean it's like obvious like none of them are men are not good with subtlety so it's like they're probably going to remark like if they're like hi like ooh, like hey sexy like ew first of all and second of all they respond with like fire emojis or with hard eye emojis and things like that i'm like i Mm. feel like this is gonna go in a certain direction you know like i'm feeling the ocean churning it's getting there i'm probably i should have worn a life vest and i neglected to so (laughs) it's like in the beginning of jaws you know it hasn't gone Mm. really quickly with the music but you hear like yep and then you're just like what was that huh I guess I'll just keep floating here in the middle of the ocean. No reason. I'll just keep swimming. (laughs) I have a cut on my leg, but that's probably not a big deal. That's fine. I knew I shouldn't have shaved today. (laughs) um, Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, men aren't good with subtlety. So if they're going to make it sexual, they're going to do it pretty quickly. Mm. And if they don't, then it's the the red flag is that they're pulling you into a false sense of security. And they're like, okay, maybe if I like, we saw this with Nick. Like, you, they tell you what you want to hear. And yeah. then they whip it out. And they're like, so how do you feel? What's your, I had one guy that I once again had met ages ago who chatted with me recently. And he like was like, come out here. And I was like, why? So that what you could hook up with you? Like, like, why would I do that? Like, I don't know you. And yeah. there was like, well, you know, not just for that. And I'm like, stop right there. <laughs> like immediate stop. Red, red light, stop immediately. There's no green light. It's no, just red. It's actually just a red light and it's there's actually nowhere to go. So it's that's not even a road. And 
Uh, <laughs> this is one way. <laughs> and just speaking on boundaries, this guy, once again, this is a continuous thing. So in reflection of this episode, like nothing has changed for the most part. Mm-hmm. I will, even though like, I have extracted myself from these like scenarios of like, one it's not my fault that you act this way like this is a Mm. this is your problem I'm not blaming myself at all but I have taken myself out of the environment and it's still happening where men will message me on whatever platform and they're like so what's your favorite position and I'm like away from you as far from you as I can get is my inside of a locked house that you don't know the address to (laughs) (laughs) very far it's actually on Mars Thank you for your time. I am becoming a Martian. I've started the paperwork. Okay. So thanks. So um, basically it was a lot like this guy I'm talking about in this episode, the Staff Don't Touch Me There episode, but a different guy. So moral of the story, boys are the same no matter what. So anyway, um, it's going to jump us back a little bit. So we'll see. I just, I know myself and I know that I will... I can't compartmentalize my sex from emotions and therefore like I don't do it. And he was like, well, like, don't you think you need like to make room for things to grow as far as a relationship goes? And I was like, I'm not saying I jump into relationships. I'm saying that I won't have sex with someone who I can't be sure is invested in me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I have been like, you are my boyfriend. Now we can have sex. It's been (laughs) like, we you have, have a little been... fairy wand you wave it <laughs> i'm saying i've been cons- if i'm consistently yeah. seeing you and you're consistently talking to me and it's consistent 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 and you've both had the conversation where you're far enough down the line to say mm-hmm. we are actually boyfriend and girlfriend not like oh we've been dating for a couple weeks we're there's no talking stage sex that doesn't exist yeah. so we are either dating which is like and for me that means like maybe you haven't we haven't said boyfriend girlfriend yet but we have oh, established okay. we're not seeing anybody else so okay. effectively you are in a relationship so okay i think that's still really true for you especially like mm-hmm. we were talking about this earlier separate conversation but i was saying that i was having like a bad body image week i was like oh i just didn't feel great and i think it's all to do with pictures like i don't like the way i look at pictures right now and blah 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 and mm-hmm. we were talking about Emma said something that I really liked. We were talking about, you know, confidence is mostly down to the internals. It's not really what you have on. It's not really what you're wearing. It's how you wear it. It's how you're confident or not confident. It's what you're bringing into the room. And I think going off of what that guy said, I would love to just like circle the wagon on that because it's still super Mm -hmm. true that like Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. really, we just said this earlier, it really doesn't matter if they're an attractive person so much as if they're attractive to you in the terms of their personality, because hot only gets you so far. Like you were saying with your ex, the reason that you stopped being attracted to him wasn't because of his physical looks. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it was to do with him, his personality changing and altering and therefore it made him less desirable to you. Right. And this is not us saying ever that physical attraction is not important in a relationship. You probably wouldn't start dating someone that you weren't physically attracted to. Like, you know, I'm not saying like, this is not at all something I consider. Like, obviously you do. But I I mean, just from direct experience, I feel like I've never dated someone I wasn't attracted to physically, but I have dated people that I wasn't attracted to emotionally. And that is way harder to do than to date someone you don't find physically attractive and most of the time a lot of people that you don't necessarily find physically attractive off the bat once you get to know them you do start to find them attractive because of their personality or how they treat you you know this is why like funny guys who aren't necessarily the most attractive guys 
like tend to date really attractive women because they're funny and that's way more attractive than a guy that like has abs so well I think it's just more important to recognize that like your emotional connection is going to affect your physical chemistry much more than your physical chemistry is going to con- like connect your emotions mm-hmm. I agree um let's see what else Emma and Hannah have to say about this so yeah. I guess I don't make it like a hard hard line but there is a preference there why tiptoe around that? Why not just be like, you know, I need to have sex quickly. Okay, do that. It's just not going to be with me. And the the logic that I have discovered is this. They see this as a challenge now. Yeah. You know? And sure. I've told him before, because I told him, like, I usually tell people very quickly, like, I don't have sex early on. And he was like, well, don't you think that kind of, like, encourages them to try to do that? And I was like, what, like, I'm a challenge? Like, it's not going to happen. Like, either you're with me or you're not. There is no in-between. So, mm. like, it's... I can't be, you know, one in that way. If there's no contest to win. So, yeah. Or they like everything else, but they're not sure about this. So they don't want to completely annex themselves from it. Mm. You know? So that's, I, I haven't asked. I don't care because once again, like I have no investment in this person whatsoever, but it just got me thinking about how every time I present this boundary to someone, they have an issue with it. And I can't understand or they they say they don't but then their actions say otherwise so it's sure i can't understand the willingness to respect someone's boundary i can't understand why that is just an inherently difficult thing for guys to do i would just like to note that what is almost worse than blatantly disrespecting this boundary when it comes to me and saying like, I think that's stupid is arguing with me about it, which is frustrating. What's worse is guising me under false pretense. That's like way worse. Yeah. And this just happened. This was the, the impetus of the, the ending of MSBs, but this just happened recently. Like, He totally, again, I don't know which one he is. He, (laughs) Marine guy, he totally like told you and fed you this whole thing about how he does respect your boundaries and he does really agree with what you're doing and he's totally fine and like even put you through the paces of like, oh, am I doing this? Is this okay? Is this too much? Is this not enough? Like, and then for him to then reveal his true colors the next day, you know what I mean? Where he was like, oh, uh, don't call me. I'll call you. I snuck out of your house, but left your keys. Don't worry. <laughs> like, and you know, it's, it's, they're, they're constantly pushing the line when they are involved with me as it like, what will she allow? And it's like, here are the things I've laid out. That's what is allowed. And that's it. Why is this like, why are you constantly like, because that puts in like a pressure on me that I didn't ask for, you know, because if like, if I'm invested in somebody and like, I want to please them, I don't mean like, oh please them. I mean like, but if I want to like, maintain their interest there's a pressure now to do something that you're not necessarily comfortable with that you have established well and I'm interested to see what I've said here but I'm almost sure that I would have said the same thing which is I had this conversation with my now husband previously my boyfriend and it went very differently it was never at all oh my goodness why do you have this standard what do you think it was oh 100% like uh go ahead and like it was never a conversation that was one-sided where I was trying to 
tell him this or communicate this standard to him. I was trying to tell him how I felt. And he was like constantly pushing back or trying to change the line or like, oh, I totally respect your boundary. But what about if it's on a Tuesday night, then we could have sex, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was always a conversation that he was like, I think we only had it once. And he was like, yeah, 100%. Like we are going to move at the pace that we both agreed to, which is we're not going to have sex until we get married. And that was our pace. And for other people, like your pace is until we're in an established relationship. But it wasn't like a let's try to move the goal line back thing where he was like constantly trying to get me to evaluate and reevaluate. Are you really sure this is the right thing? Are you really sure that's what you want to do? To me, there's like two folds to it because it this turned into a rant quickly, but welcome Here we aboard. Go. <laughs> welcome aboard. So <laughs> this is a very ranty episode for me. So I hope you appreciate it. Yeah, but I would say like, on the one hand, it's it's almost very indicative of like an opposing person, an opposing force, like almost a devil's advocate. Like, are you really sure this is a good idea? Do you really want to do that? Like, are you sure you understand what the ramifications of this choice are? And on the other hand, it's like, it's very diminutive and it's very much like talking down to you as if you're not wise enough to understand your own boundaries and how those affect a relationship. And like, you need to be double checked. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you silly, silly girl. You obviously don't know how the world works. Let me educate you. Like, no, boo-boo. I do know how the world works. And that's why I have these standards. And that's why they exist. I saw something the other day. I'll pull it up. But it was like when people tell you your standards are too high versus when you have like actual good standards. Hang on, I'll, I'll pull it up. Do you have any thoughts following that before I can find this? Just that I, I've never had a man tell me what his boundary is and then me try to argue it, you know, other than what my usual response is. So let's say the only boundaries I really get are like, oh no, I need to have sex very early on to determine sexual compatibility. I'm like, okay, I respect that. That's what you want in something. I'm just not going to engage in it. And I feel like that is the only response that you should be giving to a boundary you don't agree with. It's you ixnay yourself out of there. That's the only thing you should be doing when someone tells you something that you're not comfortable following through with. So there's no part of me that'd be like, oh, well, this guy's like super hot. So like, I'm willing to like give, or I'm going to, you know, weasel my way in in such a way that I get what I want out of it. Like, I would yeah, never get into that. Manipulative. I would never get into a relationship like that and be like, you know, I'm just going to wait and wait and wait and wait. Like I wouldn't draw it out if they had a, and vice versa. Like I wouldn't jump the gun and be like, let's have sex immediately because we're both attracted to each other. If they had established like, no, I would rather wait. Like I just, any other kind of response, I don't understand how that even exists. I agree. I have this up. So Jordan Lee Dooley, she's like a writer and she posts a lot of like, self-esteem kind of things that are really Mm -hmm. good to read sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's the difference between unrealistic expectations and high standards, high standards. I expect to be treated with respect, unrealistic expectations. They cannot make a mistake or accidentally offend me Mm -hmm. high standards. I expect them to care how I'm doing or feeling unrealistic expectations. I expect them to read my mind high standards. I expect them to honor my boundaries unrealistic expectations I expect them to know my boundaries even if I haven't communicated what they are mm-hmm. so like having a standard is good having yeah. a standard is healthy and having those boundaries in place is also healthy healthy so I think it's I think it's really important that 
we can and we should normalize telling people, especially women, your boundaries, hold that line, girl. Like it is, it is absolutely okay for you to have that standard. And it doesn't make you high maintenance. It doesn't make you over the top and it doesn't make you a prude. Like you're allowed to have whatever standard you feel comfortable with because it's your body. Right. And so it, further, they're now challenging, challenging my autonomy when they do yep. things like this, you know, like, oh, well, because I feel differently about it. That means that you need to adjust. It's like, well, actually you can suck my dick. How about that? So anatomically difficult, but I understand your premise, you know, my metaphorical <laughs> dick, which is bigger than yours, like present, let's go. So anyway, um, <laughs> I, it has made it almost impossible for me to trust a man now when he says that he respects my boundaries because of these people constantly violating them. And so that was also a big reason I got off the apps because like, I know how it's going to go. I know exactly how it's going to play out. You're going to, you're going to do one of two things. And it's either that you're going to immediately sexualize me and expect something from me, or you're going to get into my life and establish yourself as a presence and then pull the rug out from under me because you thought I was kidding. Well, and even when you meet someone in person, like it's so important to trust, but verify like the whole dating process is you getting to understand someone's integrity and you getting to know someone as a person, like, are they integrous in the way that they act? You know, Mm -hmm. are they like super sweet to you and then a dick to the waitress? You know what I mean? Like, are they who they say they are and are they theoretically practicing what they preach, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if they say like, oh, I respect your boundaries, I respect your boundaries, but then they're challenging in little ways like the same thing applies to meeting in person as it does to meeting on the apps. Like that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, it's going to jump, but we'll see what Hannah had responded to. You're older than I am by a good, a good chunk, a healthy chunk of time. And you have a kid and you are looking at dating as like a let's hang out and have sex together and like do stuff together. And I'm like, I'm looking for a partner. Was this about your coworker? Yes. This was coworker who thought that he would be able to hook up with me if he just took me on a couple of coffee dates (laughs) and that I, he spent like a full 30 minutes trying to convince me that I didn't know what I was talking about. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh honey oh sweetie like don't you know that that's not how the world works and I'm like boo boo I do know I lived life okay I've got a lot of t-shirts from a lot of bad experiences and trust me I don't need your help guiding me through life like this is not a Friedrich and Liesel moment where I'm dancing around a gazebo and asking you to guide me and tell me what to do because I'm just 16 going on 17 like that was a sound of music reference for you people who don't know and if you don't know shame shame go flee from this place and watch it because it's the best film (laughs) anyway the point being like i i don't need to be handled or managed i know my own expectations i know my own boundaries and i'm not going to be told that those expectations are unrealistic Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. it's just different from yours yeah and further i really just feel like if you're the kind of person who is so willing to just flippantly have sex, I'm not judging you. I've been there. I'm just saying, I think that everyone, no matter what your boundary is or what your standard is, needs to have a healthy introspective moment of how do I feel about this? How does it make me feel? Why am I doing this? So I did that for my own boundaries. And I just think no matter what yours are, you should also do that. I just think it's important to know why you have the boundary. Like, it's all well and good to say like, oh, I don't have sex for three months because I want to make sure that they really like me. 
but why do you have that boundary? Like every mm -hmm. single boundary in your life should be intentionally created and it should be something that you know the rationale behind so that when people come, because they will come. They will. And they're trying to like pick it apart or question it or tease out the threads to like fray the edges. You can say with confidence, like, no, I know my reasoning and I know why I feel this way. Here's my point, dot, like mm -hmm. full stop, mm -hmm. end of sentence. This is not a discussion. This is not a, this is a one-way dialogue. I'm mm -hmm. just telling you how it is from my perspective. And then you can get on board or off board, but them's the rules. That goes with every kind of boundary as well. Like obviously ours are mostly centralized on the relationship boundary because I feel like that's just one of the more relevant ones. But this also relates to how do you let people like spend time with you? How do yeah. you, like how long do you have to like give yourself to people? How, how you know, how much of this, how little of that, et cetera. Like it doesn't matter what the context is. As long as you understand why you have it, that's all that matters. Yeah, like one of my friendship boundaries that I think I've talked about before is I don't do fake friends. I don't do like, mwah, mwah, so nice to see you. Blah. Like, how's your week been? <laughs> like, I, I don't have any energy if I don't mm -hmm. actually like you to yeah. schedule time for you in my week. So that is a boundary that I have. Like, I have no problem being kind to people who I don't know. I have no problem being acquaintances, but I'm not going to make 50 dates in my you know, a weekly appointment book for people who are not actively involved in my life, who are not close friends of mine, because I, I can't give that much of my time away without completely draining myself and then not being able to input into people that are really important to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine is, I usually only go out once on the weekends because I just don't have, I'm an extroverted person, but just as far as like travel time and money goes, like I can't stretch myself too thin. I'm not living that FOMO lifestyle anymore. So <sighs> anyway, so he spent a little bit of time trying to convince me that like oh you know are, i could change you, once you like gonna do with me why are you so committed to that you know oh like, my I really god think that, i really think that it could be a good thing for you like okay i, I get that a lot too was planning to hire a life coach and now i don't need to because you're here <laughs> oh oh i but, should just give it away to anyone <laughs> you're what? Like, I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> like you circle like the solution like in your notebook <laughs> oh. so i i just basically was sitting there like I'll be frank with, I was expecting this to be a deal breaker, which it was shocker, but I was like, I'll be frank with you. Like I, I'm not going to sleep with you. And if you take me on 10 dates, if you take me on 50 dates, if we're together for two years, I'm not going to sleep with you. And that was like, like yeah. they really think that doing the bare minimum, they're the exception. Every yeah, they, time you're the rule. You're always the rule. Every single one of you is you're the, the rule. rule. <laughs> and you stay the rule you maintain that ruleness you're like this is like old school monopoly where we read the rule before beforehand and we apply them stringently this is the rule there's no this is not the updated version where you get the free parking cash just because you land there no no no, no. it's 20 dollars per hour so here we go in new york city anyway anyway i that's like something i have like said probably countless times even since this episode before it and after it just guys have approached me with this attitude or they've played me because they expect one thing even though I told them something explicitly different and my main message and I think I posted this on Facebook the other day my main message is you are the rule you're the reason that I have this rule and so therefore every man 
that has ever existed, you are the rule for my boundary in this context. And that has not changed. Yeah. And I think it's also just a good reminder that like, if people are trying to negotiate with you, because I think this applies to work as well. Like if people are trying to negotiate with you on things that you feel really strongly about and you have a conviction, like other people's can, other people's opinions don't need to sway your convictions. Like mm-hmm. uh, everybody really wants to do like the whole my truth thing, which I get, but they don't have the right to dictate that you are right or wrong about the convictions and standards that you hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we said, this goes into many different contexts and I think everyone needs to have a rule, you know, and establish that there are no exceptions to this rule, because as soon as you start allowing exceptions, one that sends, um, this is, I'm not blaming you, but that sends a message to other people that you're willing to give on certain things because you did it before. So, and that's not true. It doesn't have to be true. You can break your rule, quote unquote, once and then never do it again. And that's perfectly valid. Hot take about the Kardashians. Of course, I've finished season 20. Naturally, I've already done that. So it's the relationship between Chloe and Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. So they talk about it a lot through the season and her sisters are quite, I guess, set on the idea that she's going to get with Tristan eventually. She's going to forgive him for cheating and that she's going to get back with him. And then I saw a tweet afterwards that was like, 2019, Tristan Thompson cheated on Chloe. 2021, Tristan Thompson cheated on Chloe. The only reason that this man did not cheat in 2020 is because he was physically in a lockdown. He could not go out. I think it went back to 2018 as well. It was like three years of cheating. But but the point being like all of these people trying to input into her life and tell her like, no, you need to forgive him. No, you need to take him back. No, you need to. And her intuition the whole time, she was like, I I think we're not there yet. You know, maybe we'll get there. But I think at this point in time, I just want to be good co-parents and I want to be good friends. And I want him to establish himself as a father figure for my daughter more than I want him to establish himself as my boyfriend again. Mm-hmm. And she took him back. And again, he showed his true colors. So I think like, even he was trying to tell her like, oh, I'm so different. And she was saying in the reunion, she's like, I just can't imagine that someone would go through all of this effort for nothing just to cheat again. And he did. So like, it just doesn't have anything to do with the level of effort that you're willing to put in. If you are the type of person to break people's boundaries and to try to push the limit and to try to have your cake and eat it too, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're giving the person flowers every day. It doesn't matter if you're showing up outside their house. And this is true of friendships as well. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing. It matters what kind of person you are. Your character is much louder than your behavior. Mm -hmm. I agree because once again, breaking boundaries and being that kind of person, that's all about manipulation. And if you're able to do it more than once, that means that you're really good at it. And that is evident of a narcissistic personality. And let me tell you, like, I mean, he spent thousands getting things in his house to make Chloe feel more comfortable in LA. And then he moved to Boston and like, tried to get and had her move there for like six months out of the NBA season and like did all of this like oh we're gonna make another kid together with a surrogate oh like I want you back in my life I'm here every day I'm trying to you know I'm getting up with 6 a.m every morning and we're not sleeping together and and I'm showing you how committed I am to you and then you cheated again you know what I mean like it's just it's a great example of like yeah you can tell me all day long that my boundary is overprotective and not important and not what is needed but it is Mm -hmm. obviously and I just think it's it's so easy to give into giving on it you know because 
you inherently, I think that when you care about someone, you want to make them happy and people that care about you, you'd like to think they're not asking you to do things that are going to hurt you, you know? So if they're like, oh, I really need X, Y, and Z from you, you're like, okay, I'm willing to give on that. Even if it makes me uncomfortable in some sense, you know, and that is a red flag all by itself because the right kind of person would never ask you to break a boundary for them ever. And we've also seen that with like moving or like taking a job that isn't what people want for you or Mm -hmm. isn't what people recommend for you our boundary is such that we decided that we were going to make big moves we were going to do what we wanted to do we were going to chase our dream and there were a lot of people that pushed back against that that said that that's not a good idea that you don't know what you're doing and that like the standard of not like my standard is I'm I'm not going to move back to the states that that's, that's a rule for me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fold. I've talked about this on numerous previous episodes. You know, I'm not going to suddenly wake up and be like, Oh, just kidding. Okay. I I don't care anymore about the life I'm building here. I'm just going to move back to the States and just live that life. Like, I don't want to, I never want to. Mm -hmm. And there are specific reasons for that. But the point being, I am constantly challenged on it by multiple people, you know, not just my family, but friends of mine who live in the States who don't get it you know, who are completely confused as to why I would tell them that there's not a chance that I would move back to the States. And I'm sure it's the same for you. Like when you talk about wanting to move to Europe. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, and not not from every, some people are like really like my friends, my female friends in particular, are usually pretty supportive of that, um, that I know here. And I haven't really gotten backlash from my family either. You know, like I think that they might not like to see me move to a different continent, but I think they've also accepted like Emma's probably going to do what she wants to do. And as long as I'm making smart decisions, there's really not much that they can say that would change my mind, you know? So as long as it's not impulsive, like, yeah, I'm going to move to Paris and try to be a model, you know, like that'd be stupid. I'm not going to do that. But if I get a job in Paris or Italy or Germany, like I'm, I'm going and I think that's accepted, but I have a lot of guys actually present opposition to this and like all I can think is they must think that I'm some helpless creature that needs their input and I don't understand like I got to my my position in my office now without you so I'm not really sure why you think all of a sudden I need your help because I technically outrank so to speak a lot of these guys as in terms of the work ladder so well and even that I can think of an example there was a guy that Emma was friends with back in Georgia who was very hot and cold with her he was full Katy Perry like he didn't know what he wanted he wanted to be with her he didn't want to be with her it was just constantly back and forth but he several times asked her to change her plans and not move to New York and to stay in Georgia despite the fact that he wasn't willing to commit to her And it was just wild to me because I was listening to her talk about this and I'm like, why are you speaking to him at all? Like he seems completely fixed on derailing your plans. And I think we do have to say a small something about like, this is not just a, you know, get out of jail free card for stubbornness. Like there are people who you should listen to who are speaking into your life that are wise sources that are going to tell you when something's a bad idea. But I think when you've thought through something, when you have a commitment, when you have a plan, you shouldn't let arbitrary people dissuade you. Because mm-hmm. once again, this just disrespecting the the boundary that you have set, the boundary of your personal choices. And everyone has the right to that, 
to say like, this is what I want to do. And that's a boundary. You like, it's not thought of in the same way as a boundary. Cause it's not, you think a boundary is usually set out as like, here's something I'm not going to do. But yeah. a boundary can also be here's something I'm intent on doing. And that is perfectly valid as long as it's not harmful to you or to others. So, you know, yeah, I would say maybe saying I'm going to murder 10 people is not a good boundary. So rethink. Probably not a great boundary to have, but you know, you know, we're saying. So I'm probably going to jump up a little bit in this episode that we're reviewing just for the sake of time and see where we're at. Families break boundaries all the time because they're blood yeah. and they feel like they have a right to, you know? So I, I, I don't really have this problem with my family, you know, because uh, we never really had to talk about boundaries. It was just like, it sort of was just automatic. So, yeah. but I will say that some families are not in, you know, in that same trend. There are a lot of families, like, let's say you get unsolicited advice and you told them like, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it when you comment on this, this or that. And then they do it anyway, because they're like, well, I'm your mom or your dad. And I know best that's breaking a boundary, you know, hundred yep. percent agree. They're not respecting your boundaries. They're not letting you guard your heart appropriately. They're not letting you set your own vulnerability stages or comfort levels and and that's not okay and so you leaving that situation is not bad that doesn't make you dramatic it doesn't make you reactionary or over the top it makes you someone with principles and convictions who ultimately will probably be better without that situation in your life it's funny you say that because recently i just watched this tiktok video and uh, pranks are of course always rampant on social media you know a lot of people prank their significant others and sometimes it's funny and both people it's a harmless prank you know something sometimes it's funny this one girl she has a boyfriend an italian guy so there's already kind of like a cultural difference so maybe he doesn't understand the prank in the same context that like an american guy would you know um she'll do pranks that will like so he'll have like his hand in hers and she'll drop it and be like all right let's go and and he'll keep trying to hold her hand and she keeps like dropping it and he gets visibly upset or she'll you know she'll do something along those lines and Mm. people in the comments are saying like he's explained his boundaries to you and you keep defying them for a laugh and you know, if I were him, I would be building resentment towards you. So maybe I'm not trying to, I'm just saying like, we're not, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Maybe they've talked about it and you know, we don't know. That's true. That's true. But I will say that from a perception, the public perception level, if I were him and these sort of like things were being utilized against me for people we don't know, I would say Mm -hmm. you care more about strangers than you do about me. That's a really specific context that I was talking about because I think previously you had just been talking about leaving relationships that are evidently harming you because they're not respecting your principles and your convictions, um, quote unquote. And that was a video that I had seen that had been really upsetting to me because it's intentionally upsetting your partner for the sake of others, which is... I mean, related to breaking boundaries, because if I tell someone like I'm uncomfortable when you do X, Y, and Z about me on social media and they continue to do it, that'd be like, I'd be pretty pissed off. And we also heard us talk about families and bosses, which we have just reiterated. So mm-hmm. um, good timing us. We are clairvoyant. It's obvious. So I'm expecting. We knew past Hannah and Emma both knew. We've been new. Obviously we've been new. So we literally been new. We literally been new. And I think 
I think it's something that we keep coming back to. We were just talking about like, oh, should we do an episode on leaving relationships that are toxic to you or what that looks like? And I think it's just so important that you don't keep toxic energy in your life. You know, I'm not a crystals person. Like there's a limit to the amount of energy discussions that I can have, but it is really important that you have people who are speaking positively about you and who are contributing positivity into your life. Mm -hmm. And if there are people in work or in social circumstances that are constantly negative to you, that are toxic, that are trying to press your boundaries or break them. I just don't think that that's good to have in your life. I think that you will thrive without them in a very similar way to how Emma is thriving now sans apps. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that is negative energy and negative reinforcement over and over that like, Oh, your boundary's wrong. Oh, your boundary's wrong. It's like, no, this situation doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing when it comes to boundaries is just knowing your own and really, really being confident in that. Because I think, in a similar energy, I had said on Facebook recently, like, if you like yourself, like no one can mess with your energy. And that I was, I think that came after someone was like trying to goad me on social media to like insult me. And I'm like, you can't hurt my feelings because one, I don't know you and you don't know me. And two, everything that you're saying about me, I just inherently disagree with. So yeah, you may be like, I think you're fat. Like, okay, that's your opinion. And I I just don't agree with that. I don't think that about myself, you know? And And if you, in a similar vein, are very sure about why you feel something, then no one has the power to take that from you or convince you that it's stupid. And I think that that's just step one when it comes to boundaries in general, because you're going to have so much combat come at you. Like we said, like they will come and they will try to convince you that you are incorrect. Yeah. And it's interesting as much as our generation and the generation behind us really likes to celebrate diversity and really pushes that space. And I think that's a really good thing. There's also still this weird undercurrent of like, get in line, get normal, get into what everybody else is doing, be the same. And I think it's really negative. And I think that we as a generation have to keep pushing that diversity and have to keep that as the forefront and that as the focus Mm -hmm. and not get swept into the like, oh, we should all have the same things because we're all the same in terms of culture or, or we're all the same in terms of our needs. Like, oh, we should all be, you know, drinking matcha tea and doing yoga twice a week. Like that may not work for you. So I just think, you know, don't compare yourself to other people and think like, oh, I need to be just like them. Mm-hmm. You know, have the boundaries that are appropriate for your life. I think we should have gotten paid by the word. Who said the word boundary so many times? So many times. Actually, we're getting paid by the syllable. We have discussed this. So, um, boundaries. <laughs> I will try to jump ahead to around where we probably concluded just to see what our closing statement would have been about boundaries. But who can say at this point? I mean, this we're an hour and 47 minutes into this episode and we have not finished oh. so we could stop us <laughs> stop and only yeah. 30 minutes of that was actual topic so i'm having i'm having a moment because i'm wearing a queen t-shirt so. i know <laughs> this is like our third queen moment of the day but it's fine let's see what emma and hannah have to say at the end i think in in all contexts so we've been talking a lot about relationships but you have to do kind of a twofold approach where you look at the boundary and say, is this a valid boundary? You know, if it holds water and actually it's a valid boundary, then you need to think about why is this person trying to break the boundary and to whose benefit is it? Is it for me? Is it for my well-being, or is it for them? And 9.7 times out of 10, it's for them. And it's really creepy. If you really think about it, it's very like, it's very, very rapey. close 
to the line of like assault yes. and I know it's assault on your character it's a it's a verbal assault it's you know but it's someone deciding that your will your wish in your your opinion your heart doesn't matter and that you should take seriously I think. and I've had to say no in person god knows how many times like if I'm over with someone and like yeah. we're hanging out and they're like well let me just do this I'm like no well why not because I said no. And that's a conversation that we've had like three times. And like, after that, like, I'm not hanging out with you again. Like, that's just it for me. Like, yeah. No should be sacrosanct in terms of sexual interaction. Pretty much anything like no means no. Yeah. Live with it. Sleep with it next to you on your pillow. Really hold it close. It. <laughs> like, you know what? No. Think of it like a sheet mask. <laughs> put, it on, put it on so and then cute. rub the excess in when you're done. Yeah. You want to use all of it. <laughs> Just don't waste any of the no. So it's become a trend in my, and multiple times I've had people argue my boundaries with me. And I just think it's ridiculous because never in my life have I been like, oh, here's this thing you said you do or don't want. Let me try to tell you why you're wrong. Like, yeah, that's just never come to mind for me. And in terms of just to close on my end, in terms of workplace boundaries, to try to give this a slight other dimension, I would say your workplace boundaries should be important to you because it's really, really easy to get railroaded into devoting your life to a company that doesn't love you back mm-hmm. or to building a quote unquote career, wherein you end up just sacrificing a lot and you don't actually have a career at the end of it. Like you don't have an achievement or you don't have something to stand on and it's, it's much shakier ground than you thought it was. So if you set a career boundary or you set a per, like a workplace boundary and it's not being respected, I think you have to look at like, you're going to spend a lot of your life in this place. You're going to spend a lot of your time working. Do you really want to work in an environment where you're not respected? And I know sometimes like needs must, and, and that's very fair. I fully understand the you have to have a job. So sometimes you don't have that luxury, but I would say there's probably some sort of solution at some point in time, maybe not now, but at some point in time, should you get the opportunity, like don't stand for people consistently violating your boundaries because they can, Mm -hmm. you know, we dealt with that a lot in the military and we, in some cases, people would say like, you signed up for it. And I'm like, no, I didn't sign up for this. It did not say you will not have any personal boundaries. It did not say they'll use you. You know, it, none of that was part of the contract and none of that's okay. Mm -hmm. So these unspoken rules of engagement for workplace boundary breaking are are not okay. Mm -hmm. You're a person and basic human rights are, that is a natural law. So bring it to them and be like every philosopher in existence have said that I have human rights. So are you going to really argue? Are you going to argue with Socrates? Are you? He's dead. You can't. He has a whole method about arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Socratic method. In your face. Okay. Well, yeah, that's how it always ends for the Socratic method. (laughs) At the end of the argument, the presenter says, I'm in your face. Thy face. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what we But I will just say that we had a lot of, um, I think that we just have a lot of the same feelings and I don't think that my feelings on this are ever going to change. So maybe next time we'll do an episode that we, maybe we'll do the first episode the next time we do this, just to see where, like how different it was, you know, cause it was so different, but mm-hmm. 
I, we just touched on a lot of the same things that we have previously discussed, which I think is just very intuitive of us to be it's honest. very on brand. I would also say that too. I, I think it's so important to keep reinforcing this to yourself. Cause it's, it's not one day you suddenly wake up and you have the ability to defend your convictions. I think it's mm-hmm. over time. It's a muscle that you have to flex. So I think it's cool that our opinions haven't changed on this because it means that it, it works. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. having standards and upholding those standards is healthy for yourself. And I think I just want to note that it's okay to go back on them sometimes because you're human. So, you know, yeah. I think that a lot of people have this idea that like, if I set a boundary and I break it, that means that it was never that strong to begin with. And that's just not necessarily the case because like we have evidenced, a lot of people are good at manipulation and they're good at manipulating you out of your boundaries because they have convinced you, they feel a certain way about you or that you're, you know, this important to the company, to your parents, to your, your whoever it is, you know, and the closer they are to you, the easier it is for them to weasel you into that corner. So yeah. I would say it's okay if you break that boundary sometimes and it's even better sometimes because you're going to come back stronger into what you felt previously. So. Amen, girl. Let's leave her there. You know, let's let's do it. Let's drop it right there. I am Hannah. And I am Emma. And that's the tape.